Bungalower and the bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And I'm worried Betty White knew something we didn't about 2022. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. She has left this world, Brendan. She has, in like yeah. in an expeditious manner. She wasn't fooling around. That's right. She was like, I could be a hundred, but I'm just gonna go at 99. You know, quality of life when you're like I, I was in Publix the other day and I saw a magazine that said congratulations 100 betty white i'm like oh <laughs> didn't make that one i saw that too and that's you know that's the problem with going to going to print i'm sure the publisher's like just send it out who cares <laughs> just send it we'll make some money off it we can't we can't just burn all these no i've seen and everyone's taking pictures of that we're, we're zooming tonight we're zooming and that's because i got the covid yeah, you do. I got it which is why my voice sounds so sexy sounds like you got covid light COVID, I, I think it's probably COVID medium. I feel, uh-huh. we'll see how we go. This is the most I've had to do uh, all week, all in one sitting. So we'll see how I am after 40 minutes. I, I, all right. I'm expecting all right. Well, I hope, you, all feel, I hope you feel better. You didn't have to do this tonight. Well, I have, I have to. People depend on us. Tell them the news, you know. That's true. I'm yeah. sure they can get the news elsewhere, but. We don't want that. We want them I, to come in. I appreciate that you're uh, you're you're sucking it up and and doing this show tonight. Thank you. We were supposed to be at Savoy tonight, uh, but we'll be there next week, provided I'm still alive. Oh, I was gonna say maybe God didn't want us at Savoy. That's why I gave you COVID. <laughs> and I don't believe in Jesus, but <laughs> thank you, Jesus, <laughs> keeping me home. You don't know what was happening. What was your week like? Uh, I was gone last week, so I gotta I gotta thank my fill in. Who was my fill in? You had two, Scotty Campbell and, and uh, Mike Donahue, who's our new director of partnerships. Yeah, I was I was out of town, so I didn't have a chance to to listen to last week's episode. I will, I will. You didn't, you didn't miss miss anything. The only thing you missed was the amazing venue we were at. Because I, I do I want to go there, the Deadwoods Brewery. Dead, dead words, words. I'm yeah, sorry. It's like uh, like dead languages. Ah, that's what it's naughty to. Really beautiful space. I was. I know we say that every time how impressed we are. I was really impressed with how cool it was there. Close to and my that, house, not too far off of OBG. Not too far. And the pizzas are really good. I had really? old Roman style pizza. I keep thinking about it. Since I've been stuck right. at home, I can't go anywhere. I got to make all my own food. Like well, a chump. I appreciate them filling in. I was out of town. I was in North Carolina. I was in Illinois. I was back to North Carolina. So uh, <laughs> I hope you had a good New Year's, Brendan. I did. We didn't do anything, man. It was wonderful. And in yeah. part because I didn't want to get COVID, but I got yeah. it anyway. My mom came down though, so maybe I got it from her. Oh, how's she doing? She's good. She's she's Canadian, super afraid of everything, because that's what the <laughs> government wants them to be. Try to keep them keep try to keep them up there across the border. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're good. We watched Encanto, that new Disney movie, and I can't stop making a rapist now. A row. I thought you said something else there. Oh, <laughs> I would never say that. Uh, and then we made a, uh, we just made a reservation to one up our medical marijuana card certification, John. All right. So Mike's right. going with me, but I should have offered it to you. Would you want to go get your, your special card? I guess I can't. I can't. That's illegal. Because of your job? Because of my Fe- job. Federally illegal. Federally. No, I'm good. I don't need it. I, I'll let somebody else have one. All right. 
sounds good. Mike doesn't even do it either, but we're just going to try. I feel like I'm taking somebody's space if I if I take one. Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't start timing this, so I hope <laughs> I hope we're all right with the Zoom. I don't know how long we've been on this. Zoom is crazy. Zoom when we record on Zoom, it is crazy. I yeah, it's we'll see how we go. <laughs> Maybe I almost want to start over so we don't you know lose anything. Uh, Orange County public school teachers and bus drivers are calling in sick in massive numbers right now, John. I, I believe it. they probably got what you got. I think they do got what I got, or at least they're pretending. I don't uh, think they're pretending. Well, they I don't do know that. who these people are. Yeah, this is, and it's the first day of school following winter break. They had a total of 700 teachers calling sick on wow. the first day back. That's 5% of the district's teachers. I, I think the, the superintendent, Dr. Jenkins, I, I think she put out a tweet like the day before they were supposed to go back that masks were encouraged. I don't think they're enforcing them, but masks are, are very much encouraged. What <laughs> you bet, man. I, they have to say, well, they're not allowed to say it's like a must, right? Probably not. I think the governor wouldn't like that. No, not oh, that governor. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, hundred bus t- bus drivers called in sick, and they are probably already hurting for bus drivers, and and I'm sure crossing guards too. I don't know if a lot of crossing guards called out or not with COVID, but I'm sure bus drivers. It's not one of those jobs that they have tons of people lining up to do. Well, no, and they've had it. There's like a national just driver shortage. Like, yeah. Well, who wants to be a bus driver? You get yelled at all the time, and I wouldn't I want to do that. Imagine I flashbacks, man. I had the worst, worst times on our on our buses. We would because uh, we lived like an hour outside of town. Ah. So it was like an hour and a half bus ride in in the morning, and an hour and a half to get home. And those kids were just crazy. Like they'd pee in squirt guns and spray <laughs> each other with these pee squirt guns. And by each other, I mean me and my brother. They uh-huh. hated us because we were up in the front reading books and nerds. Know, being I mean, nerds. They pee gun on you too. They didn't like it. But you ask me what they're doing now. They all got their sister pregnant and riding uh, pee news around. So who's laughing sure. now? I <laughs> 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 probably don't have COVID. <laughs> probably don't have COVID. They're, the big headline right now in my hometown is 62 patients have COVID. Wow. Oh, it's like, crazy. And everyone's freaking out. Huh. Well, like, 62 people at this Publix probably have COVID. <laughs> That's probably where I got it was, you know, with them. Um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Oh, COVID hospitalizations have topped 8,000 people this week. So hopefully I won't be one of them. Statewide. That's not just in Orange County. Statewide. Okay. Statewide. All right. Stay out of the hospital, Brendan. We don't want 8,001. I think I'm on the med. We hit the, Scotty and I both hit, like, it's the same sequence. We've had the same, he had his booster. I was turned down for my booster when I went to get it because I had a cold. Really? And they turned me away. I'm supposed to get mine. By the time you hear this on the radio, I'll have had my booster. It's clearly working because his symptoms are just, you know, a f- noticeable fraction less intense than mine. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, he's bragging it up. You're vaccinated, though. You're just not boosted. Just not boosted. No, right. but, I, but I will definitely get it after when I qualify. Yeah. How long do you have to wait after you get it? I don't know. 14 days, two weeks. Who knows? Who knows what the CDC is saying now? You got those antibodies. Yeah. Uh, travel and tourism is going strong despite the pandemic and recent spike in positive COVID 
25 million dollars in the coffers the last month or in november it's crazy darting yeah. restaurants reported strong earnings too in the most recent quarter and airports are reporting crowds comparable to 2019 though that's probably because they're all still stuck here from canceled flights yeah luckily when i went out of town i drove but i mean people are people are coming here but they're also getting stuck here not because of necessarily what's happening here but just the whole sort of system of airlines and air flights are getting canceled because people have COVID. People Plus don't want to work the flight. Crazy weather. Yes. It's, it has been. I think it's clearing up now, they say. It. Yeah. Uh, power went out at Magic Kingdom. Really? Night. Yeah, it shut down the monorail, ferry boats, and some hotels during um, near the Seven Seas Lagoon. That's over in front of Magic Kingdom. Was there like a storm or something or just went out? Nobody knows. No, at least Disney's not talking. It went off reportedly around 6 p.m. and wasn't restored until four hours later. Ah. We're all waiting for a statement, though, to see what those solar panels out there. They can't work at night, Brendan. They don't work at night. They don't work. And the batteries are expensive. Uh-uh. Their this hamsters ran need. off the wheel. That's why they need a coal power plant out there. <laughs> you know, they could, they're allowed through zoning. They could build their own nuclear power plant. I'm sure. I'm sure. That in school, I remember hearing that. Oh. Uh, and then there was a fire at Universal Studios yesterday. I'm not sure what that's all about. There's just reports that there was a fire truck showing up on City Walk. Yeah, I'm sure that happens more than you think. <laughs> but it drove up on on the like the promenade where everybody walks through under the sign. And what are you expecting to run that hose for 500 feet from the parking lot all the way to? Toots Magood or whatever the heck that don't get, me, don't get me started about all I heard was fireman and hose. That's all I heard. <laughs> even when I'm oh, sick. That's a like, one track mind, even as uh, the sick came in. Uh, Orlando's super hot right now. It was the warmest city in Central Florida in 2021. Really? Yeah, with an average temperature of 75.7, which doesn't seem like hot. but Yeah, but like in the winter, it's supposed to be cooler than this. Like it, There hasn't been a night where I thought I could light a fire outside and feel like it was worth having a fire. Yeah, it'd be like, wh- how? Why don't I just turn on the heat in my house and sweat my butt off? Like, yeah, yeah. Wants to I mean, normally about this time, I, I've had about one or two campfires in the backyard, but I haven't done that this year yet. Well, get on it. Too hot. Too hot. Put out some fans, you know. Put out some fans. <laughs> <laughs> pretend. Get your wife to sit there with some palm fronds and cool you off. I should do that anyway. <laughs> it would never. It would never. <laughs> no, you would never do that. It'd be you holding it up for her instead. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? See, this is where the cold's coming in. This, this is the third year in a row that Central Florida has broken its top 10 heat records. Oh. And it's affecting our rainfall because Orlando saw a deficit of 5.26 inches of rain last year. While Sanford saw an increase of four inches. So it's like. Wait, it's raining up in Sanford and not down here? That's for some reason it's getting hotter over here. And I'll tell you why. It's called the heat island effect. There's two, we're, there's so much building taking place in Orlando. Mm. There's no more pavement. That makes it hotter. And if it's too hot, then it's too hot for the rain to get, for condensation to take place. So it just skips over to where it's cooler. Well, that's no good. No, I'm not a weatherman, but I can tell you. <laughs> You should be. You should be a weatherman, Brendan. They should hire you at Fox 35. Nobody wants a bald, fat weatherman. You know? Maybe at like three in the morning, you could be the weatherman. <laughs> Bunch of drums hanging up. I would do late night television. I think late night television sounds so funny 
You can uh, do whatever you want. I'll be the guy that's in a different wig every day. Yeah, drag queen, uh, weatherman. Oh, whatever you want to call it. I don't Weather care. person, John. Uh, Why do we have to assign gender? Always assigning gender to the weather. Who does that? Sorry. Uh, and Orlando's making a digital twin of the city beautiful. Did you read about this? I did. I read your story on this, which oh, I know nice. story, it was the only place I saw this story. And they're sort of creating this for the, the metaverse, right? The meta universe. Yeah, which everybody's talking about this alternate reality stuff. So now all these old guys listening to us just tuned out because they're like, I tuned out when I read the story that you wrote, but um, I tuned out when I wrote it. It's fascinating <laughs> because like I'm thinking back in like 20, 30 years. If I read a story about, you know, in 30 years, there's going to be this internet thing, and we're all going to be online, and we're going to be doing Zoom calls. I think most people would be like, that's stupid. Nobody's going to do a call on a video chat. That's dumb. And now I'm reading that story, and I'm like, who would ever buy land in the metaverse? That's stupid. 30 years from now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be metaverse universe land poor. They're literally, they're literally buying digital tracts of land online. That's, I mean, it's a digital monopoly. To me, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I don't, and it's just, and it's crazy because we're those old farts don't understand what the terms are, right? So the term, they're calling them NFTs, non fungible tokens. Yeah. Things that stand in for money. And that's what these, these fake tracts of land, like you could buy the Rockefeller Center in this metaverse and it's worth like it has an assigned value and i don't understand that that doesn't either i don't get it at all but what orlando's doing it's not really necessarily related to that crud that we were just talking about it's it has to do with uh it'd be like a tool so they'll have this 3d digital version of of a 40 square mile mock-up of orlando and then that can be used to be like, where could we put some rail in the future? Where could what's the climate change gonna look like in Orlando? And they can do that with this perfect three D model. I think that's a good idea. If that's what they're kind of doing with it, I think that's a good idea. If that's one part of it, at least, because like you said, you can sort of model stuff and see if things work, see if things no. don't, don't work. So I, I think that's a good idea. I do too. It's just, but the unintended consequence of it is. When Meta, when this Metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg's new 3D Facebook program is up and running, I guess it is running, but when it, yeah. everybody's using it more in their day-to-day, they'll be able to like immerse themselves or use these things for concerts. They're already doing like or, or weird events. Like there, there's people doing digital concerts. Justin Bieber just performed digitally, and all these people watched him in the metaverse. I mean Ariana Grande. How is that different than just watching it as like a movie? I mean, I know you put on like the Oculus Rift and you can look right and look left, but in the end, they're not really there. It's all digital. I like the idea. Like, so Ray-Ban has those fancy sunglasses or just glasses you can put on and you tap it and you can tap it to do like augmented things or you can tap it. It takes a picture, but the augmented gear is cool to me because I could be walking through like a museum with these special yeah. glasses and then the glasses can make like the the exhibition come alive and it can talk to you and you can interact with it you can hear like curator stories behind it um, i mean google google glass came out 
you know, 10 years ago and it was an absolute failure. Well, people, what do they call people who wear those glass holes? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so funny. I but tested I, one here in Orlando at a company and it was, I mean, it was kind of a, a niche thing and kind of a, a weird gadget. And it there, just was a, there was a blogger here in the region who just... Yeah, she wore holes out. Yeah, I hope she's not listening. I don't want to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all right. She yeah. she wore them. I don't think she still does, though. John, at the risk of us going over, I'm going to say let's go to a break. All right. Uh, and then we'll set a timer for the next one. We're doing. Okay, sounds good. All right, come on back after the break. It's time for your weekly Enzian update. Enzian is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Eden Bar and the Florida Film Festival, which is taking place April 8th through the 17th this year. Upcoming films include a screening of Long Day's Journey into Night this Saturday, cult classic Dogtown and Z-Boys on Tuesday, which looks at the mid-70s America skateboarding and its resurgence in Santa Monica. Suspiciously disturbing children's movie Flight of the Navigator is playing on the 13th, and the Billie Holiday biodrama Lady Sings the Blue, starring Diana Ross, will play on the 17th. Go to enzian.org today to check out their awesome lineup. Blah, 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 movies. Brendan, what are you doing this weekend? I think I'm going to go to the Physique Art of Human Form exhibition. All right, well, I think you should get over COVID before you infect everybody. Well, that's true. But it's hard <laughs> to say no to a bunch of performances by Ivy's Les Vixens. They're burlesque performers dancing in front of art that celebrates the human form with complimentary beer and wine. Brendan, where is this awesome event? College Park Gallery. Let me know how it is. I'll be over here. <laughs> All right. Well, the College Park Gallery, we should say it's on Edgewater and, and Princeton. Our, our friend Jim Hobart runs that spot or is at least associated with it. Yeah, it's going to have lots of butts. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I know Did, so. Didn't you do some uh, some physique photos with him? <laughs> I did as a merman and I almost drowned <laughs> anyway it starts on, on January 8th runs through February 19th go check it out from the DeWitt Law Firm it's the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus it's Mo DeWitt and this is Mo in a Minute hey Mo how long after an accident do I have to file a claim so after an accident you have up to four years to make a claim however the sooner you make the claim, the better. And here's the most important thing to know is, after an accident, you've probably seen the commercials, you have 14 days to go see a doctor. And what that is, is you have 14 days to activate your PIP or no-fault insurance benefits. And basically what that means, you have to go to a doctor and they have to check you out within the 14 days if you wanna use those benefits. If you don't use them, you could lose them. And those are up to $10,000 for you to go see a doctor or a medical provider to get treatment from the accident. After those 14 days, you still have the ability to make a claim. You just don't get those PIP benefits. And then ultimately in Florida, on most car accident cases, the statute of limitations is four years, but you never want to wait that long. You want to contact an attorney as soon as possible to get the claim started. You know, cases don't get better with age. Um, so the sooner the better that you get that case moving is going to be in your best interest. Thanks, Mo. And always remember, injured on the go, just call Mo. This is Brendan O'Connor for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. 
New Year, New Perk for library card holders. Download Press Reader to get free access to thousands of the world's top newspapers and magazines as soon as they're available on shelves. Celebrate the life and dream of Martin Luther King Jr. by making crafts inspired by your own dreams, the importance of peace and togetherness. I Have a Dream is in person at select branches on January 12th and 13th. Transform into a meteor, a shooting star, and even the moon. Gather the family for Stretch Across the Universe, a space-themed introduction to yoga on January 14th. For more information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustegger. And I want my headstone to say Brendan O'Connor. He couldn't think outside of the box. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. I like it. I like it, Brendan. <laughs> Have you already planned your funeral? Uh, I've thought about it. I would, it makes me very uncomfortable to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it just because good radio. But I think uh, a Viking funeral would be great. Yeah. You got to be a Viking to get a Viking funeral. Uh, I've had a couple in me, so I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I would do it up like Lake Superior. Throw me in my canoe. Everybody throws some like Molotov cocktails at me or something. And we just call it a day. Can't do it right now. I'm sure it's frozen over. It is is frozen over, but you don't want to do it in the winter. Anyway, my, my soul would get cold. Nobody wants to show up to a funeral in the winter. No, <laughs> I guess I, I guess you can't. No, you can, but they do it with like the backhoe. No, like, I mean, I, I know people that couldn't get buried till the spring because the ground was frozen. Oh, wow. Yeah. They hold them. They just put you in a cooler or something. I guess, I guess. Cause they were too poor to rent a, a backhoe. No, it's no, the ground <laughs> is frozen. The backhoe doesn't work. If the, the ground backhoe will work. Technology, science, science will work. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Here on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. Like College and, Park, where I am tonight, and you're over in uh, Mills 50 because we're doing this on Zoom. We are because I'm sick with the COVID. Yeah, and I don't want to get it. Can, can you get it through the computer? Can you get it through the computer? <laughs> well, let's, let's oh, stop it. <laughs> I just, I don't want to spit it out, but I didn't want to gross you out. <laughs> and I'm not a spitter. <laughs> what were we talking about before the break? Vikings and spitting. That's Vikings. all I heard this segment. <laughs> uh, I apologize ahead of time to anyone. I'm a little loopy. I'm a little out of it, but it it's going to be good. We're going to be fine. Taking meds? You taking meds for COVID? Uh, just like acetaminophen and stuff. Okay. You know, you're, supposed got- drink, you're supposed to drink bleach. That's what they say. <laughs> Right? I'll use it on my butthole, but I don't know if I'll drink it. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that either. (laughs) I'm not that aware of my body. (laughs) Uh, What were we talking about? I I don't remember, but I I wanted to talk about pizza. Oh, yeah. There's that pizza guy in town. So his name's Dave Portnoy. I think he goes by the name El Presidente. Portnoy? Yeah, I would go by El Presidente. (laughs) (laughs) But he runs the... Barstool Sports, or at least he did. I, I think he still does. He's but part I, of like that crew. Yeah, it's a yeah. I only know him from his pizza reviews. So he does something called like one bite reviews, 
and it started in New York and he would go all around and, and basically judge pizza based on, uh, I think it's just cheese pizza. He doesn't try to do anything else. So he has this sort of rating system and he's gone all over the country. Cause I know I saw him like a year ago in Detroit, he was doing all stuff there, but he's actually in Orlando right now doing all these reviews. It sounds like he has family here. Like he's visiting his mom or dad or something like that. I don't know. Cause he's really, he's been here for a longer time. It's yeah. He's like, yeah. Over I think week, he right? takes his time while he's at his spots, but I know he went to pizza Bruno and he loved pizza. Loved it. Liked I, pizza Bruno. I think he gave him a 7.8. And I think, the, I think it's out of eight. And that, and that's a high score. And I don't know what his scoring system is. I, I want to say he goes to 10, but but if you do a certain kind of pizza, it only goes to 8. Like, if it's Neapolitan, it can't be a 10 pizza. Oh, well, that might make sense. I don't know. Anyway, he, he liked Pizza Bruno. He, he thought it was great. Uh-huh. He went to Black Magic Pizza, and he thought they were good. A little less than Bruno, but still pretty good. Um, he, he called them satanic or something, which was funny. Yeah, he went to McDonald's, the one on iDrive. Oh, yeah. Like, like why? Gave it like a 2.9 or something like that. I think he went to a spot at Disney and Celebration, Winter Garden, and he went to Pizza Planet downtown. And so didn't and pizza, love it. And Pizza Planet got like four point something, right? Pizza Planet. I mean, let's be honest. Pizza Planet is a two in the morning kind of kind of pizza place. So does that mean it shouldn't be good? No, it just means your standards might be a little less at two in the morning. <laughs> I mean, you ain't going there to get the world's best pizza. No, and I where would you go, John? I like Pizzeria Del Dio. I haven't been there in a while. They're on our Bungalow or Buddy program, and I still yeah. haven't been. I need to go uh, over there and use the keychain because you the can the guy who it. runs it's a great guy. His name's John. He's made pizza for a long, long time. I did a video there a long, long time ago because they do heart-shaped pizzas. This is the one over in like Colonial Plaza area. Yeah, 50 and, and McGuire, I think. Yeah, over by, by the, the Joanne's Fabric. And yeah, by the Executive there. Airport. They make good pizza. So, I mean, I will say, of all the places I've ever been here in Orlando, I like Pizza Bruno. But for like regular pizza where it's like, you know, you're sharing a pizza with somebody, I like Pizzeria Del Dio. Will you do me a favor and go there with your keychain? Uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> what right. do I get? Do I get a free beer? I home? think you get garlic knots and a discount. Oh. Yeah, okay. it's, it's not a bad deal. It's a good right. deal. Yeah, they're right. cool. And I need to go take a picture, but I just haven't made it over there yet. All right. Uh, there's a new fancy pho restaurant. So pho is like ramen, but you have to build it yourself from Vietnamese. It's uh, it, it's, it's called like Vietnamese soup. <laughs> it, it is Vietnamese soup. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a broth. They didn't. You get to put your own stuff in it. Yeah, and if you ever get pho or pho, as as us folks call it, or as at least me. Um, get the one that has like everything in it. Don't get the the oh, I just want beef. Oh no, yeah. Get all the crazy stuff. I went with uh Justin Stamper took me to Ann Hong's. Uh huh. And we were definitely on mind altering substances. Okay. And we had uh uh and he made me get the weirdest one. There were cubes of congealed blood. That's what you want. Yeah. And it was delicious. You want the, the, the balls of meat? You're like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm eating it. I went with Wynn from, uh, from what was it, Lucky Patisserie. She uh-huh. took me out to a couple of her favorite ones, too. We made a little video for social. So what's this new one? Where's this new one at? It's called uh, 20 Foot Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh, yeah. 20 Foot Hour is probably very, very, counting on white people to say it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a fancy new spot. It's they call it a two-dimensional themed restaurant. So it's oh, all I saw, black and white. And I it, saw the photos of this. It's like everything in it is hand drawn, like yeah. a living coloring book. So it's you, like a, like a who frame Roger Rabbit, but in but in black and white. But after it went in the dip. Yeah. Because there's no color in it. It's really it's like Winter Park opened a photo restaurant. <laughs> but it's on iDrive, right? But on iDrive, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where's it at on iDrive? Do you know? I don't, and I need to go, but I obviously can't because I'm sequestered. COVID. Yeah, but I would love to go check it out. And it like you gotta wear something colorful or like something for the gram. I don't even know if the fuzz good, but everyone's gonna go yeah. just to take pictures of themselves. Is it expensive? When you say fancy, do you mean expensive or just I just mean fancy in the sense that they put some thought into what all the right, interior right. looks like? That's what fancy is to me. Oh right. <laughs> it looked cool, it looked really cool. Not Linda's La Cantina, you know, it's like... I have never eaten there. I need to go there. What? How have you never eaten? I feel like every week you're trying to offend me by saying places you haven't gone to. How have you never been to Linda's? My wife doesn't really eat meat, although she's starting to. But she sure likes the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) But we just have never been. We'll go. I've actually been in there. I've I've talked to the owners. I've just never eaten there. Did you just say your wife's starting to eat meat? She is, yeah. Right. What well, is she, like chicken and fish? It has to be like humanely raised, but yeah. All right. And like yeah. maybe like roadkill. No, she just wants to know the name of the chicken or the cow that we're eating. Oh, so you ate one of your chickens. No, not yet. Well, yeah. I don't have chickens, Brendan. We're not supposed to talk about that. One of your fake make-believe, totally legal chickens. Yeah. yeah. Uh Stonewall closed. Closed. Closed, which what's, is so what's sad. What's going on with this? I saw the story that you wrote, and you said you you saw it on Watermark. I did because I've been trying to. I know the owner, and he's just not responding to me, which is a clear <laughs> representation that he knows me too. Uh, he, I've known this guy, Steve Watkins. He opened it up in 2007. It was a restaurant, and it was like the first, like in a long time, white-owned business to open up in Paramore at the time. Yeah. I remember the city was really excited, and they threw a grant at him and then later on he he turned it into this club with a second story and they added a fish tank for mermen to be in like it got fancy for a little bit and then he pulled out and then it kind of got dumpy and apparently he thought so he had new owners sign on to buy it but they never really closed so they've been operating it without ever having closed on the purchase Uh. uh and and ringing up big bills according to this uh interview that he gave to watermark which is the lgbt newspaper of note in central florida uh and they did a great piece on it if you want to read the full interview you can go to watermarkonline.com and go read it there brendan do you think that he just pulled anyway he pulled the plug sorry he pulled the plug he didn't like that they were they hadn't sealed the deal and then they were kind of running it into the ground he kept getting complaints from longtime patrons so he just closed it down before New Year's uh, and said, you're out of luck. I'm going to try to find a new buyer. How often had you gone to Stonewall not on a soccer game day? Um, You know what? That's the best time I like to go was on a soccer day. Because I know. No, I think that's where a like, lot of people go. But it, it has a cult following of core people that love to go there. It's a little too like 
hardcore like 80s gay to me all right i mean like which means like like because they have an underwear night where people like in lockers like you could go you take off your clothes and you hang out in your underwear and you put your clothes in a locker and and make a new i do at home every day why don't (laughs) because you don't get to do that yeah and and make a friend right is the uh, well i I, i'm I hope I would make a few friends. Uh, a few friends? Trying to make a few friends. Uh, not necessarily my scene. I oh, like yeah. that there's a place for it in town that's cute. It's not not really my scene. So, yeah. I guess I, what I'm getting at is, like, I wonder, like, how busy they were on not game nights. Because every time I went there, I would go because it's the closest part of the stadium. And yeah. you'd have a beer, too. Even, and- on, even on soccer days, it's not that crazy busy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's so gay. Like, it is gay. <laughs> like, you can't... I remember seeing, like, some sports kids trying to walk in there and say, oh, what is this bar? Second story, listen to this music, so fun. And when you yeah. walk in, you're like, oh, shoot, this is... This is a gay, gay. bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is gay. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm sure that'll reopen in some form. Maybe it'll be Stonewall still and just new Someone's owners. Someone's gonna buy it. Someone, yeah. it's gonna be a bar. You can't. You can't have a turnkey ready, two story bar, right next to the stadium. Yeah, like just sit empty. No, yeah. someone's gonna buy it and put some money in it and make it even fancier. I agree. It's I agree. What I think is gonna happen. Hopefully, it stays a gay bar. We don't have a lot of gay bars. Well, there's there's a few. There's not a ton. You're right. Southern Knights. uh, Savoy. Savoy, which I was at. Mm -hmm. We'll be there next week. Um, Roman House when it does reopen. Yeah, who knows what that's going to be like, too. Our codes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, if you're a lonely businessman looking for for a handy, you can always go to Barcodes or Hanks. We're gonna get in trouble for talking about that. <laughs> uh, there's this new place called Debonair Supper Club, opening in downtown Orlando. It's replacing Chella Tacos. That sounds fancy. It is. I thought maybe it would be related to the one that's in Chicago, and I was trying to get an answer, didn't hear back, so I just said, "Hey, maybe it has to do with this." And a very short little story earlier in the week but i just got an email from the owner and uh and it's not related to the chicago one but he's calling it a -a one-of-a-kind experience that combines cuisine mixology modern art and entertainment all right so it's just like a hip restaurant (laughs) it's gonna be a hip restaurant with with cool performers and i'm assuming like burlesque dancers and yeah you don't and have John, to be John, I'm not I did I forgot to hit the stopwatch because I'm sick. So all right, that's okay. You don't have to be a member though, right? I don't think so. It okay. sounds like you're just calling it that. Maybe there's a member. He hasn't told me anything about the name. I, I'm too sick to ask him. I just kind of was like, okay, I'll look at this later. But that's great. All right. Where's it supposed to go? In the Chella Tequila and Tacos place in the ah. Plaza building downtown. Like, you know what, Brandon? I don't know about you, but I always thought whenever I saw that place, it was always busy. It, it seemed like it was, especially on Wednesdays. Like they killed it on Wednesday. They had the Why Not Wednesday night where people would, they had to overflow into yes. the courtyard, which is exactly what should be happening in that space. I was always surprised. I was surprised when they closed down, but that place has been like 10 uh, minutes. Food stuff wasn't great. Like their menu programming wasn't wasn't the best. There was a uh, great chef there when it first opened and then he kind of took off. And So they're kind of just petering around. They didn't do well. 
If we're, but I guess this new place says that they're bringing back wine on Wednesday. So they we better, because like I said, that place killed it for that wine event. You need, you know, for when before COVID, giving downtowners an excuse for a street party is the best way to get people to turn up, right? Yeah. yeah. Third street used to do it. Wall Street hasn't necessarily been allowed to do it uh, for a couple of years because they're not just getting, they have to get a permit to do that every time. But it uh, looks like they might be getting one now for the spring. Hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I think that's overdue. Uh, our friend Rob Bear, who owns Tin and Taco, he was one of the founding members of, what's the other one? Um, uh, Gringo's Locos. Gringo's Locos. Yeah. yeah. I think he's the guy that came up with the Double D Taco. I so this, I will say, before you go any farther, Brendan, this, this story caught my eye on your Instagram, and I'm excited. Well, he has a location of Tin and Taco on Michigan Street. Uh, and he's going to be putting in a new pizzeria concept to share the dining room with Tim and Taco. Uh, and it's going to serve up Chicago and Detroit pizza on Michigan Street. That's great. I love that too. Yeah, and and Detroit pizza is square pizza. It's thick crust. Generally, you put the sauce on top, but not everybody does that. And the pepperonis as well, so they don't, uh, pepperonis are under the sauce so they don't burn. Oh, they don't get crisp? They just stay tender? Yeah. All right, I like that. Yeah, yeah. anyway, I'm excited for this. I, I would love to go do a show there. It's opening in February. It's called Sodo. Sodo. Sodo Pizza Co. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it'll be open in February. We'll get invited for sure. Give us the scoop. We love Rob. He's very nice. They're not on the keychain program anymore just because they had some staffing issues. They couldn't keep up with the keychain stuff. So they're not on it anymore, but we're still fans of Tin and Taco and what they do. All right. I'm ready to go have some pizza then. I want some pizza right now. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's like really spicy so I can really (laughs) I haven't lost my sense of taste or smell. No? No. I'm just like sweaty and gross and sound really sexy. That's that's normal. That's 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 always what you are. (laughs) I'm just a gay bear, right? (laughs) All those things are. SpaceX, this concerns you. SpaceX may ruin Playa Linda Beach. Did you hear about this? No. So SpaceX wants to build a new launch pad. They're already kind of renovating the launch pads that are there at the Kennedy Space Center because they use it all the time. Yes. But they want to build a whole new one, and it's going to be a 175-acre rocket site that'll be just north of the property. Oh. But it still falls within nasa's secure zone which is the whole reason they kind of made that national park was so it couldn't be developed around in case a rocket falls out of the sky on someone's home yeah or or the nudie folks over there on the beach yeah well that's where and then it just became the nudie thing right uh but if they if it goes through it, it could close down the road that's right there because it's that access point more more space traffic means more road closures, which means more park closures. You won't be able to access it as much as possible. I don't like that. That's my favorite beach in Central Florida. Is it because you can uh, no, let no. the boys out? No, it's not. Huh? I, the reason I like it is because it's not busy over there. Can, like, that's why most, I like it. Most of the time, it's pretty uh, pretty calm. There's no there's no high rises. There's no bars. There's no restaurants. It's like the beach. It's like what the beach is supposed to be. I'm not rich or anything. Like I can't afford private beachfront, right? No. Like if you told them, if if this was near like a, a rich person's home, oh, they wouldn't have it. 
wouldn't have it. It'd be like College Park shutting down those retention ponds. No, yeah. no way. No way. <laughs> Hopefully they don't take up the beach. Maybe it, maybe they just need to close the stuff to build it and then it'll reopen or no, no, no I don't think so. And then and again, pads out there. I mean, how many do they need? They're launching all the time, man. That's that's the new frontier. That's the final frontier frontier somebody said once. Uh did you tell me I'm sure you've been to this place, little 500 go-karts in Maitland. So funny enough, I haven't. I didn't grow up here in Central Florida, neither neither had you. And so I hadn't I'm not, gone. I'm not there. making fun of you. No, I know. I love go karts. I, I do. So this is like a, a Maitland staple. I think anybody who grew up here in Central Florida probably went to like a birthday party or, or some sort of party at this go kart track, which is on 1792. Uh, Fern Park is what you kind of call that area. And they've been it open since 1968. 54 years, longer than Disney. And a family had run it for the whole time. Yep. Sounds like the dad, I think the dad passed away last year. And his kids run it, but they're old too. They're like in their sixties. I'm hearing like, there's just no interest, no interest from anyone in the family to run it. I don't know if Um, you saw the story in the paper today, but the the son was like, you know, we're like in our sixties trying to run down these go-karts. Like we're a little old for this. And so their last day is tomorrow, Saturday, (laughs) uh, 7 PM. And they're closing up and people, they Saturday, yeah, Saturday. You have until 7 p.m. Saturday. Yeah. But it'll be, it's been busy all week. I don't know if you went to their Facebook page, Brendan, but like they hadn't posted anything for like a long time. And then they posted that they were closing and it had like 2,000 shares on their Facebook page. So I don't know. I think, you know, some of the, sometimes that stuff just runs its course and families just don't want to do it no more. And that land there is probably super valuable. And at some point, that family's going to be like, we're selling this land for millions of dollars. With all those apartment buildings that have been going up in Maitland, you know, that's exactly what's going to happen there. That's not a bad thing. People need places to live. Uh, But it's a shame. It sucks if you, like, live in Maitland and you grew up and you used to go there and want to take your kids there. And, like, you know, that stuff sort of, like, is what makes Orlando and Central Florida unique. Like, those kind of cool family-run attractions. And they're just going to go away because you're right. You can develop that land for millions of dollars and make money off of it. I agree. We'll see but I don't feel bad for the family. Like if it, I get it. Like if I was the son, I'm like, I don't want to do this for the next 30 years. Well, I'm, those generational businesses that get passed down, like I'm sure it feels a little bit like a ball and chain to some people. Yes. If, it's, if it's nothing they want to be involved in. If my dad had like, oh my gosh. I used to have to like trim hedges with my dad. And if he had like an expectation that I was going to be a landscape, like run his family landscape business for the rest of my life, I would look gorgeous, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it'd be super, you know, annoying. But yeah, if you grew up there, go, go one last time, go, but there's other places to go, go Cardi. I know it's not the same, but you know, there, it's not like there's nowhere else to go in central Florida. No, but it's fun to go to a family-owned one that's been totally. around for a long time. Totally. Uh, Steinmetz Hall has opening celebrations, bringing big names to, to town from the 14th through the end of the month. So Steinmetz yeah. Hall is that super cool, high-tech uh, performance venue at Dr. Phillips. I actually really want to go. I want to go see a show at this place just to like hear what it sounds like. Cause I keep hearing how it's like acoustically perfect. You can't hear anything. It's built in like a bubble or whatever. They had to bring 
audio engineers in to get like this like weird N1 rating or something. It's floating. The whole structure is is floating on like this rubber membrane Uh that keeps it from touching anything. So it's this free-floating structure that doesn't reverberate. So you don't get any outdoor noises, nothing. It's just this little cone of silence. And that, yeah. I think that's really cool. We're what, never... what, did you, what did you think about this? I, I don't even want to say controversy, but like I'm putting it in quotes. You can't see me because we're on the radio. But uh, <laughs> of, of Dr. Phillips sort of launching this with international acts and national acts rather than like the local acts. There, it's preceded by a local act. But I think originally when this thing was supposed to launch back in like September, I think it was going to launch with local like ballet, Opera Orlando. And and I read a story in the Sentinel that they were kind of a little upset about it. Kind of like, well, you know, this is supposed to be a local jewel. But it's still a local jewel. I read that. I'm like, you know, I think the average person would probably go see like an international star before they might plop down t- money to go see like a yeah. local ballet. Leon, Leon, Bridges. Ballet. Leon Bridges is coming. Yeah, yeah. That'll be yeah. an amazing concert. Backed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, which is yeah, from performances. And then the second performance the orchestra is doing is with Jennifer Hudson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just think that's going to get the masses in there. And as much as I think it's important to have local talent do local stuff i just think if you're going to get the the person who lives maybe way in Kissimmee or the some or the person who's never going to go to a show but they know who jennifer hudson is because they've seen her on american idol and they've seen her in movies they're going to come down there and then they might buy a ticket to that local stuff there you know like there how many other local venues are there everywhere well there's nothing like that though i think we're running out of time anyway all right Got a bunch of new maps on the site. Wish me luck. John, thanks for uh, doing the Zoom with me so you don't have COVID. I hope you survive. I hope you make it to next week. You know what? I do too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. All right, see ya.